number two or number one, whatever you want to call them. I don't know, Rich, whichever one you have a predilection for when I uh, succumb to Harambe pox. We're going to turn into an anti-Kevin Smith podcast. I mean, we've already got the websites for it. There we go. Yeah. What's that? Uh, what's that website, Rich? It was um, Harley Quinn Smith eats my balls dot com. Okay. I thought it was eight my balls. Yeah. Eight my balls. Eight my balls. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because yes. yeah, that was the meme. Um, we're uh, it is the three of us Harley here. Harley Quinn. Uh, we right. we uh, I don't know how long Bobby's going to hang out because he's uh, got Harambe pox. Hashtag Harambe pox. Harambepox.com. Yeah, harambepox.com, um, which apparently will now lead you to our site. <laughs> um, so he has something wrong with him. Um, so, but Richie and I are gonna gonna do uh, his desert island. But I think uh, before we dive into that, we'll and we'll we'll kind of uh, rehash the premise of that one. This is an episode Bobby and I did last year. Um, and it's a fun one. I, I think it's. I'm. I'm really excited to hear what you've, what you've got for this because you have, uh, you have some really interesting and a cool and eclectic taste. So I'm really excited for this. Um, but uh, uh, I think Bobby, real briefly, should we uh, kind of hit on the uh, Sasha Naomi thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's. <laughs> so while Bobby's, um, um, sorry, I had to get a get a some harambe out of my lungs half dying i'll um, uh, i'll i'll um kind of set the stage the I'll, yeah i'll kind of set the stage here so um fairly recently within the last couple of weeks um sasha banks and uh, naomi of wwe who are the current at the time anyway uh women's tag team champions um basically walked out of the company um and it being reported on their end anyway that they were basically un, you know, being unfairly treated and did not like how they were being booked, um, and uh, kind of took the wrestling world by storm because all of a sudden there was a lot of um, support uh, on their side um, for uh, them walking out. And uh, I don't know, I'm curious, Bobby. I know you had thrown a couple things at me on this. What do you? What's your take? Without no, you dying I, on this, I I fully support them, and reason being. I mean, I feel like a lot of the people who don't support them, I question where they're coming from because I feel like those same people that don't support them are the same people who were supporting CM Punk, who were supporting uh, Stone Cold and, and countless others who've walked out on the company. And I think it's really, I understand why Michael Cole and um, Corey Graves are making the statements they're making but the the statement they're reading these statements from the company that are just like they're out there man the company is going out of their way to try and smear these people and so at this point what i would say is you know look at how how much they're trying to make sasha and naomi look like crap and that tells me that they're real they're getting really defensive about this and so they to me in my opinion you know one duff protests too much and i feel like they're they're going out of their way to try and shit all over naomi and sasha and it makes it just makes the wwe look worse and the the people who are coming out in support of the wwe i don't understand that's that's like those are the same kind of people i would expect would cross a would cross a picket line if there was a strike you know you're going to go against your own your your own teammates so to speak or your own contemporaries, peers, whatever you want to call them. 
Uh, it's not a good look. Right. Uh, Richie, are you familiar with what this at all? I know you've been following AEW more, so. Um, I am familiar with them. Like, they came in and decided they didn't, they were booked poorly. And uh, they just kind of left during that um, live show. Uh, I've never watched either of them wrestle. Um, and Sasha, I, I don't know Naomi at all. Uh, Sasha Banks, I know because I always confused as to whether or not she's attractive like i don't know sometimes she looks hot sometimes she's got like this potato head kind of thing going on and um like like i yeah she's like there's better no i've never yeah now we should say just for the sake of you know to fill in the picture here and paint the picture for you guys out there um richie is currently wearing a pair of sky blues wrestling trunks on his face like a ninja mask so yes yeah, yeah, he may there. be a little bit he may be a little bit biased that was uh, my my top five i was trying to come up with were, were best asses after the rock the rock wasn't uh <laughs> on there because he just would have won all of it john cena too if i think back to uh peacemaker he, he probably could have made a list too but um yeah, i think it's a uh, sky blue alexa bliss is up there uh aj lee and then now, that's the only ones i could think of did you see a picture the picture she posted recently how ripped her freaking abs are yes yes i did dude that's yeah i did yeah, i did see that yeah she got yeah, that she is got absolutely ridiculous um yeah i've that... never seen her wrestle either but i follow her on twitter for some reason i don't know <laughs> don't know why i, I couldn't yeah, tell yeah, i don't you. know either uh, yeah. um I, back on well, the yeah. uh the the banks and the naomi thing and I, this is the thing i was kind of thinking about um and i'm going to take it or leave it with banks and it, again i'm not trying to set myself up as one of those that's sticking up for the company on this whatsoever um for and I'll, i'm going to kind of separate the two although they did walk out together banks i think at times has the tendency to kind of be a, a diva if you will uh, for lack of a better word um granted i still don't think she was treated fairly either because she was booked horribly um, I've followed her career all through NXT, um, and I still think one of the best women's matches I've ever seen dates back to an NXT takeover with her and Bailey. Um, that was like a 30-minute match at a takeover Brooklyn uh, several years ago. Just absolutely love that match. Uh, Naomi is the one that was more surprising to me, and mainly because of timing. Because if you noticed how strong the bloodline's being booked, obviously they hold all the titles now. And Naomi happens to be married to an Uso. So <laughs> I, that one was just odd. The timing is just bizarre. Um, so, well, and I'll, I'll say too, and I'll, I'll agree with you on one point where Sasha does have that rep that reputation where she, um, you know, this isn't the first time that, that we've had stories like this about her. Um, so maybe if I'm playing devil's advocate, maybe I could say on the side of people who are taking the the company side on this, all right, maybe you're looking at her past history and saying, okay, this could just be another case of her kind of blowing things out of proportion. Um, there was that story at, what was it, WrestleMania, where she and Bailey were kicking and screaming and pitching a fit, laying on the floor in the locker room or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, vaguely, yeah. And then they were off TV for a while. And I don't remember exactly what the whole story was with that, but maybe people taking the like all of that stuff into consideration 
okay, I could kind of get it. Um, but yeah, but Naomi hasn't really had that kind of a track record. And, and so I don't know, it's just weird. The whole situation yeah. is weird. And I mean, again, I, I kind of go with, I'm, and, and maybe it's, it's just the, the commie bastard in me. I'm always going to go against the corporation. And so I'm always going to be, you know, when I see a multi-million dollar corporation who's been cutting people left and right and then exactly. making record profits, yeah. I'm nine times out of 10 going to say that they're in the wrong in a situation just based on their track record. Right. And that, that's kind of where I was going with it, too, is that at the end of the day, they've released, oh, what is it, like 80 some odd wrestlers in the last. I, I don't know the timeline, but it's been a lot. Right. And, um, you know, I think to me, with when I really look at this, you know, whole picture, this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for Sasha. Uh, Naomi just happened to be her tag team partner. And really, truth be told, Naomi has been a long time company player. Um, so I think this is just a, one of those things where she's been pushed before, um, you know, as, as a, as a solid singles competitor. Um, now she, you know, has a, a title on her, not anymore, but, um, with Sasha Banks and yeah, I mean, I really wasn't following the products, but they won those titles and they weren't doing anything with them. So, uh, booked very poorly. Um, I get it. I just think it's odd with the, uh, at least on Naomi's perspective, the whole like, hey, but my husband's an Uso who has like the massive mega push right now. So, right. And they've, how many times have, uh, and I don't know what the one has been, how many DUIs? Right. I mean, well, and, and <laughs> all right, this is going to sound bad, but really, has it been both of them? Has it just been one? Because honestly, I can't tell them apart. I, they're, they're identical, identical twins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong on which one. They just, Whatever. But anyway. they start with Jay. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. But um. All right. So all right, Richie. You uh. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run through uh. Kind of uh. What the uh. The 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 the, the, the story of the desert island here, and then we'll uh. Bobby, if you can kind of hang in there. If not, we understand because I know you're about half dead with the Harambe pox. Um, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, go through Richie's as long as I can. And then, uh, you know, hopefully I don't lose a lung on the screen. Yeah. 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 That'd be all right. Well, I mean, we're not, we, we don't have video. Well, we do have video on this. So if you do, you guys, we're, we're, this, so. I'm going to clip it. I'm going to clip it out and make sure that, uh, it gets, make sure that shit goes viral. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Harambe pox. Yeah. So this is the, the, <laughs> what, the uh, <laughs> I'm going to hell for that. It would be, uh, 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 be like it's always sunny uh you know uh but except the gang it would be like bobby uh the one where bobby dies of harambe pox or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah that's that's i mean accurate uh, uh, so hang in there know, man. i've never seen an episode of it's always sunny Holy what crap. yeah that's, i feel like this is a whole episode within itself now and yeah they were like... they they had um I don't know if it was for the show or just to promote the show, but uh, they uh, had the bar. They owned it. DeVito, Danny DeVito, actually, when I was working at the Stock Exchange building, he came in one day and rang the bell. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He's like, he's really short. Like, he looks short, but like when you see him in person, he's like super short. Yeah. He's like, nine. the TV actually adds height to, uh, to him for some reason. Well, that's the lifts in his shoes. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, good old Frank Reynolds. He was That's very a, nice, though, like staying around to talk to people and stuff like that. I, you know, I've heard, and Daniel and I have talked about him quite quite extensively. Like, he is a genuinely good dude. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's a big heart. And, uh, yeah, I think he's just a generally good person. And on camera, he's just screwed up. <laughs> I love that he uh, – did you guys see that that one girl took a cardboard cutout of him to prom? So then he made a cardboard cut out of her and walked around with it on set. That's so good. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to read through the uh, desert island uh, scenario here. So here's the deal. You're stuck on an island in the middle of an ocean, middle of the ocean. You're going to be trapped there for the rest of your life with no escape and no way to contact the outside world. However, it's not all bad. This mysterious island you found yourself stranded on has a resort on it with no staff somehow kept meticulously clean. It has working electricity, water, and plumbing, with all the necessary stuff to keep you clean, and somehow food and drinks are abundant and never-ending. This exercise, you'll never get anything worse than a cold, and you'll never need dental work. Any medical issues you have are taken care of by the resort in your sleep. Should I go there? You might. You Did might need to. Care for Harambe box? That's right. So you also will have five celebrities of your choice on the island with you. And we'll we'll get into that, dead or alive, whatever. But again, you'll never leave the island of any uh, or have any kind of contact with the outside world. So you're somehow managed to bring five albums, five movies, five video games, five books, five full runs of TV shows, and you've gained access to one streaming service. Um, and Richie, if you would like, you can also add a sports league um, of your choosing. The food and drink available to you besides clean, fresh water are five foods, five snacks, three sides, three alcoholic drinks, which can be mixed and three non-alcoholic drinks that you've chosen. So we're going to ask you, how does your island stay look? So we'll kind of try to go in order here on the list. Um, and and uh, let's let's start off with what five movies did you uh, smuggle along here to your desert island stay? Um, I do want to say for as many times as we push this um, thing off, I was still adding entries while you guys were talking about Sasha and uh, whatever. So <laughs> I got everything filled out, but... Uh, some of them are quick. The movies one uh, is one of the ones I spent some time on, though. And uh, my five movies, in no particular order, are uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, going back to uh, Danny DeVito's first movie, actually, and an early movie for Christopher Lloyd, too. Um, they both play uh, crazy people in the insane asylum. Uh, Better Off Dead, uh, John Cusack's best movie. Nice. Uh, also feeding, featuring Curtis Armstrong, uh, Booger from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, just great movie all around. Uh, the Maltese Falcon. Love Humphrey Bogart. Uh, it was between that and Casablanca. And I just like the uh, uh, the noir uh, kind of feeling of the Maltese Falcon a little better. Um, the Godfather, because it is the greatest movie of all time. It's also a fantastic book, but uh, I'm going to choose the movie over the book in this case. Um, and then I had a problem uh, picking a fifth one. So I just threw Army of Darkness in there because that's one of the movies I can rewatch over and over and over and over and over again. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's cool. And that's why I like I was so excited for you to fill this out because I know you would have like some really great answers. Uh, not that like Bobby and I didn't, but you know, we we I think we we approach this more of a like you said, uh with Army of Darkness. It's something that you can watch over and over and over again. Um, but not that like the Maltese Falcon isn't or whatever, but I think that's how we looked at it was just you know hey i went with like very simple i i don't care if i'm it's a background noise movie or i'm watching it like intently uh type type uh, comedy or something but no that's cool man that's a great list 
Well, I think both of us had Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at mine. Actually, no, my top five did not have any Kevin Smith. Oh. No, yeah. I could probably put Clerks on the list, maybe. Like, if I had to pick uh, something. Because, again, that's one of the ones I could watch over and over and over again. Um, but I think out of all of them, that's the only one. Oh, I, yeah, watch, well, I mean, I watched them as a as a 20-something-year-old. Uh, I watched them over and over and over again repeatedly. And uh, I think I got my fill. Yeah, and that, you know it's funny. Uh, this is one of the conversations I know we had on this one, uh, Bobby. Uh, you know, your tastes obviously tend to change over the years. So you know, if you do this list twenty years ago, it's going to look way different. Oh yeah. And the other thing, the other thing too, I was curious. Um, I, I, we've talked about this before. Uh, did you think? Would you have thought about this differently if it were around Christmas time? Um, no, I don't okay. think so. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I no, I. Yeah. I think that's certainly I just fair. Looked mine up. I did not have Kevin Smith on mine. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Maybe maybe we were the anti Kevin Smith before Richie sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richie just picked up from us. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we did we did movies. Uh, how about TV shows? Uh, the TV shows was hard. Um, I honestly don't watch a whole lot of TV. I mean, there's some things that I like to watch when they're on, but. Even then, and then I, as I thought about it, I'm like, well, I guess uh, Netflix shows would count, and other ones would count. But again, I didn't really think that too hard about that one. This one, I just kind of uh, threw up there relatively quick, not as quick as the movies, but um, yeah, just it was a little, little more difficult. Uh, but going down the list, um, and this is a weird list too, looking at it, but not probably not the weirdest. Uh, I thought real Ghostbusters. Um, again, there's like. 200 some episodes and they're all uh until slimer took over for the most part they were entertaining uh <laughs> breaking bad which um i think if i really had to think about it's probably maybe not my favorite more than the best uh tv series of all time um from beginning to end uh was pretty good um i could have went with sopranos too i think i like breaking bad a little better than sopranos i thought the uh, end of sopranos sucked like a lot of people uh do the last two seasons like when he was in the coma on um twilight zone again i love that sci-fi horror kind of thing um it was also on forever so there's uh plenty of episodes um and even though i mean the show is probably twice as old as i am and i know the ending to every one of them but they're still entertaining to watch when there's like a marathon on uh during a holiday so i just well twilight zone was good um batman the animated series uh again it was on for a while uh the writing was fantastic um Again, it's one of them shows that I can just throw on and watch whenever. Um, and then when it comes to TV shows, the only show that I watch like every night when it's airing live is Jeopardy. So uh, I threw that on there. I figured if you guys could have sports leagues, I could have Jeopardy. Oh, that's a great choice because yeah. that show's been on forever. And you have sense. limitless episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see where it goes from here, but... Well, I mean, the guy that's uh, on there now, he's a uh, seventh time. He's from Philly. He's, and he's a big guy. So he's a big guy from Philly, which is awesome. There you go. All right. Yeah. I can get behind that. Did they finally, I'm going to be honest. kind of biased. I've not, yeah. I've not uh, followed along or paid attention. Did they finally settle on a host? Um, no, they're still going back and forth okay. between, uh, uh, I can never pronounce her name. So I'm just going to say Blossom, um, who I don't like. I, I didn't like her. 
uh, as an actress, and I'm not a designer of her as a as a host either. But I mean, she doesn't do. I mean, they toned her down a little bit. She's getting a little better. Um, but I like the other guy, uh, Ken. Ken. He Jones. was one of the champions. Yeah, he's actually really good. Um, I like the way he interacts with the the guests. Yeah, cool, cool. That's a. It's funny. That's that's a great, that sounds. <laughs> that's a great. Uh, no, that's a great great add on that. Um, and it's funny because I was looking back at my list and I I went through and I I. I uh, cheated because I put a A and E biography. <laughs> so I was like, I love documentaries, and I'm like, that show's been on for a long time. So uh, behind the music could have been cool too. They didn't yeah. think about documentaries. You know, I actually just watched. It was like videotaped version of the behind the music on Weird Al Yankovic. I just YouTube. saw it online. Did you share that, or it was like in my feed somewhere? No, no, I just want, well, maybe I don't think I did, but I watched it on, on YouTube with the nineties commercials and everything. What, and, the uh, one that surprised me the most was, um, Oh Jesus Christ. The bangles, uh, the walk like an Egyptian people. Mm -hmm. Um, they just had, it. <laughs> I never knew much about them. And then I watched the thing for the, uh, cause I think Susanna Hoffs is hot. That's why I watched it. Um, but it turns out like Prince had a thing for her. So he wrote, uh, Manic Monday, like their own. I think Walk Like an Egyptian was a hit. It was like their biggest hit. And he just wrote that to get in her pants. Like, here you go. You can have this. Come bang me, nice. my prince. <laughs> and um, one of the other women in the band was uh, from the Runaways. Not like a famous one, but like, uh, I don't know if it was the bassist or whatever. Oh, get out. Yeah. Uh, well, this is surprisingly interesting. All right. Uh, now we're on to, and this should be a fun one. Five video games. Okay. So when I looked at this one, I started thinking, well, if I'm going to play them forever, they're probably going to be arcade games, like high score uh, games that are, you know, you can play repetitively over and over and over again. Um, but I did put, I'm going to say maybe three of my favorite games made the list, maybe four. So it was like kind of, I guess it's because what I play anyway. Um, so going down the list, uh, Miss Pac-Man was number one. And I still think that's probably, I mean, I own a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet. It's in the, uh, the living room. It's one of my favorite games. Um, it's infinitely playable. And when you get tired of Miss Pac-Man, there's a um, a fast hack you can put in that makes the ghost go faster. And it's just, um, again, another level of play. Uh, then I went with Tempest 4000. Um, it's a remake of Tempest, uh, but more of a remake of Tempest 2000 for the um, Atari Jaguar. Uh, it's just a very psychedelic version of uh, of Tempest, which is the tunnel shooter. So you're moving around in a circle, shooting into things coming kind of up out of the tunnel or well. Um, the original game was a vector graphics game. Um, this mimics the vector graphics, but it adds uh, very psychedelic uh, particle effects, um, a soundtrack that uh, the soundtrack for Tempest 2000 um, was released on CD. It's a uh, house music, rave music. I don't know exactly what you'd call it. It's the kind of music that uh, EDM, not EDM, but like that kind of not noisy, but it, I like it. I don't like EDM, but I like this. So it's kind of hard to hard to explain. Yeah, I'm looking at screens um, now. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's very psychedelic. And um, yeah, 4K is on like all the modern consoles. You can get it on Switch, uh, PS4, all the other stuff. Um, then I went with Minecraft. Minecraft was a game I didn't play uh, until I was working with a group of people who had a Minecraft server in the office, and they were playing on that. It's like, 
you should really check this out. It's fun. And um, Minecraft's one of those things where uh, if I have nothing else to do, I'll sit down, put on Minecraft, and you can totally get lost in it, um, like lose track of time, kind of lost in it. Because I guess the point is you're trying to get to the end and kill the dragon, but nobody really does that. You just you build whatever, you mine whatever, you just come up with your own goal kind of things. And I figured if I'm stuck on an island, uh, this game that's like infinitely playable uh, with infinite mods, just they could probably last until I die and still be fun. Mm. Uh, the same with the next one, which is Tetris. Tetris I've been playing since uh, before the Game Boy because we had it on the computer, uh, which was when it first came out. And then the Game Boy just made the best version that I still have on my nightstand, like on a Game Boy Pocket that I play every once in a while. Um, again, just infinitely playable, high score kind of thing. And then I was having a problem with a fifth game, uh, coming up with something. So I threw Mario World on there. Um, again, it's a game I go back and play over and over and over again. Uh, I also play Link to the Past again, but Link to the Past has too much of a story where I think I'd get tired of playing eventually, whereas Mario, you just... And the stories you're saving the princess is a very basic kind of thing, but there's no cutscenes or stuff like that. So I figured it was one of the ones I could go back to. Um, I thought about Mario 3 versus Mario World. I think I like Mario World just a little better because the uh, the secrets in it, like it just makes it a little longer to play through. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I've always liked Mario World a, a tinge better than Mario 3 um, mm -hmm. just for playability. Uh, and for that same reason too, um, but the uh, yeah, I, I had Tetris on my top five too. Um, that's just always going to be on mine. Bobby, I thought you did too, right? I had Doctor Mario. That's right. That's right. That's right. I knew. I knew there was something that was. Yeah, I had Doctor Mario, which I actually incidentally was playing today, and falling asleep playing. You, were you going to hope those pills were going to cure you? I was hoping they'd come <laughs> out of the screen. I was. Uh, damn near hallucinating so <laughs> um no i was i i just that's my comfort game that's that game's like comfort food so do you think up. mario is a more trustworthy doctor than dr barbie no <laughs> no like they both have I, done every job ever and it's just kind of true <laughs> but I think Dr. Mario's physiology is different than that of a normal human. Barbie has more human-like proportions. Mario's I don't like, know. Maybe well, newer Barbies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the two of them next to each other. If you ever, okay. if you ever see somebody with Mario, somebody's like with their nose that's as big as Mario's, <laughs> something's wrong. They've got elephantitis. Uh, they need to go see an actual doctor. And so. ears too. And those ears, yeah, dude. No, like, don't make fun of that know. Italian nose. Big old Italian nose. <laughs> <laughs> I got it too. I but I'm just saying, like, that's not that's uh that's a whole different story, man. That's like a tomato. What if the doctor was actually instead of looking like that Mario, he looked like Captain Lou? I would I, I would trust Captain Lou. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got the rubber bands there, so if you need a tourniquet, he's got the rubber band. You just pop it on there, yeah. tighten it up. He took care of Cindy Lauper for a while, too, so yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I'm there going with go. Captain Lou every time. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all in on Captain Lou. All right, 
five albums now i don't richie i don't know if i had this note on yours or not but you were allowed one greatest hits and a live album i guess okay okay and i, I did uh actually i don't think i went with a live one looks like i just did one greatest hits one okay um going down and this was one that i also did relatively like i saw the list oh i could come up with five. the problem was limiting it to five like which ones would i pick on there and it was uh it was rough and this is like again another list where if you ask me in a week this might change based on you know a month or whatever so this is just for right now um now this first one would probably stay on the list no matter what um if it, it's an album that i actually if i like i have insomnia sometimes and this is one of them things that i put on to help me sleep but it's also a fantastic album and it's one of the ones that i've owned on like uh cassette cd and then I went back and bought the, uh, bought it on vinyl, and then got it on the um, Mobile Fidelity Sound Labs uh, audiophile vinyl, and wow. then got the remix that he did last year, and it was um, "Tea for the Tillerman" by Cat Stevens. Wow. And uh, it's just it's one of those albums that I consider a perfect album. Um, it's got his hits on there, um, songs that you would know, and it's just. And it's a singer-songwriter album, so it's kind of just laid back and whatever. And it's just one of those relax kind of things. Like, oh, I feel grumpy. Let's put this on. Or, oh, I want to go to sleep. Let's put this on. That's, you know, it's a mood-altering uh, album, at least for me anyway. Um, and I love Cat Stevens very When he um, <coughs> put out a a remix of this, I don't want to say 2020, um, where he did the whole album over again, but just as an old guy. Um, and it's still it's not as good as the original but it, it the way he changes it um it, it's just neat to see him go back and redo that uh, that album and he's a weird well not weird but um he was really big i guess in the 70s uh converted to, he's a greek uh by birth um converted to islam mm -hmm. uh decided that uh his music um he was worried about his music uh, being too good and it was some kind of version of humility. Like, well, my music takes away from Allah, so I'm not going to do my music anymore. And his children convinced him that, no, your music's a gift from, uh, from God. You should uh, start doing music again. So like, I guess in the nineties, so from like 10, 20 years, he had nothing. And then uh, came back and started putting out music as, um, Yosef, which is what he changed his name to. And it's still, I mean, it's Cat Stevens. Um, NPR has one of the greatest uh, YouTube channels ever. It's their tiny home concerts um, where they bring somebody into their office and they have them do a live show, like three or four songs. It's not a long show. Um, but a couple of years ago, they had Cat Stevens on and it was really, really good. Um, so yeah, there's a key for the Tillerman was num number one for sure. Um, nice. And then the other ones are ones that I've just been listening to a lot lately or that I really like. So uh, number two, I put Deja Vu uh, by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Um, again, it just turned, I want to say 50. So they just came out with a, a remaster of that too, which sounds amazing. Um, and again, it, it's when you think of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, this is one of the, the albums that has um, like Teacher Children's on there and uh, <coughs> Um, I almost cut my hair, which is an awesome song by Crosby. And it's just that, uh, again, that singer, song, singer songwriter mixed with, uh, you know, your, um, 
old school rock your folk rock uh stuff um and it's one of the ones with neil young on and i think neil young's uh fantastic so they, they think together they're better than uh when they're separate although again crosby all these guys they're still around uh even though they're in their 70s and 80s now uh but a couple of years ago crosby put out an album that was surprisingly uh surprisingly good but um deja vu again is one of those ones i don't think there's a bad song on it um i can listen to it over and over and over again from front to back and i love it uh, along with the next one um I love the Velvet Underground, that I love Lou Reed specifically, and uh, Transformer uh, has to make it. Um, Walk on the Wild Side, uh, Perfect Day, um, which I think is my favorite uh, song. And um, again, it's just one of the ones that I listen to when I want to feel happy, when I want to, you know, just, oh, I want to feel, you know, listen to good music, let's put on Lou Reed. Uh, and then it started to get a little... Um, more difficult because like, oh, there's my three top ones right now. What else should I, I put on there? Uh, so I thought about the greatest hits and um, I chose one by the Beatles. That was their collection of all their number ones spanning their whole uh, career. And um, like, it's hard to pick just one Beatles album. So that's why I figured let's go with the greatest hits uh, for them. Um, if I had to pick one, it would probably be, um, I can't. I was gonna say revolver or uh, rubber, rubber, rubber soul. Um, but then I'm like, well, you know, Sergeant Pepper's was really good too, and then the other. So was, yeah, they'd better off just go with uh, you know their greatest hits. Um, and then number five got to be. It's one of those things that I've been listening to on and off. It's off the wall, um, but it's one of the ones where I have it like in the car. I tend to just, well, I need to listen to something. Let's uh, throw this on because it's lying around. Um, and it's the Hangman's Beautiful Daughter by the Incredible String Band. Uh, they're an early prog rock band. Uh, I want to say their lead singer is Scottish. And uh, their early stuff um, is very, uh, like if there was a modern equivalent, it'd be Google Bordello. So it's very um, Celtic folk music mixed with prog rock so one of the best songs on this album is the minotaur song um and if you ever listen to that it sounds like an old english uh just melody um where it's a song being sung by a minotaur about living in a in a maze under the earth and um he can't sleep well because of his horns it, it's just a great song <laughs> that you have to listen to but the whole album is just um kind of beautiful in a in a weird way um i wanted to put zappa on here but i think just with how much i've been listening to this um lately i, I decided to go with the incredible string band yeah and that's one of the ones where when i started collecting records again i tried to put together their discography because i just again the music gets more well like everyone they tried to do some commercial albums which so a couple albums that aren't quite as weird or as good as the other ones but then you have uh, this one, the because the Hangman's Beautiful Daughter is the name of the album, um, or We Tam, which is just another album they put back side by side, and uh, I just like I said, it's one of those ones that I just put on and have fun with. I just threw them in my notes, uh, and I yeah, you, you said early prog rock, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. down, yeah, yeah, I'm down now. And the, Lou Reed, I'm 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 100 with you on that, man. I'm I love Lou Reed. Um, but the, uh, the one thing that you really stuck with me on that was the Beatles uh, one, the greatest hits. Out. And I, man, I really go back on my list. I wish I would have put that because uh, 
Yeah, that thing just chock full of. <laughs> yeah, going with other things hitting fifty. Um, George Harrison's first album just had his fiftieth anniversary too. Um, All things must pass. I want to say mm -hmm. it's called. It's yeah. all things something. Yeah, and it's just um, it's a three disc set. They remastered that too. And again, the I don't know what they're doing with the remasters, but it just sounds amazing. And with this one specifically, like it's, I mean, it's members of the Beatles doing the music with him. Um, playing the songs and he had like Eric Clapton backing him up on guitar on some of the things and it's songs that he wrote to do with the Beatles and they just for whatever reason never made so he's like well, I'm going to do it on my album and it's it's just again that could have made the list too because I've been listening to that a lot so no, that, yeah. yeah it's one of those things like think back and um, you know whenever we did this and I, I look back at things that I really like, but you know the Beatles are a huge influence for me because my mom was such a huge Beatles fan my first concert was Paul McCartney and it's almost a sin that I don't include them more, but I just don't think about, you know, yeah. at times and uh, not. So that's a that's a great that's a great ad for a greatest hits anyway. I was just um, re-listening to uh, big ones and get a grip too, and I forgot how much I liked Aerosmith. Like I really did. It's like it seems like I listened to them a lot and then forgot about them completely. And uh, like this is really good. Well, it's like, oh, yeah. Aerosmith, uh, he doesn't see. just do country music and look like an old woman. <laughs> Wait, Steven Tyler's been doing country music. Yeah, he had. A, I, I don't know if he did more than one, but there was definitely uh, one uh, country album oh, around the time he did American Idol. Yeah. All right. Did you see he went back to rehab today? No, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. But no. Well, they canceled. They had to cancel their tour. He uh, he broke his foot and had surgery, and using the pain pills from from recovering gotcha. from surgery mm. and not putting them. I uh, I saw him in college it was the nine lives tour whenever that was and even before yeah. college um oh, yeah well we i know and, i went they, to that concert uh senior year yeah i wasn't impressed with them live i, I think i like them better uh yeah and then i won tickets to kiss and wasn't really a big kiss fan and that was an awesome live show that's like that is really good the music's okay but the, the show's really good it's theatrics i mean that's yeah, whole, that's her whole yeah. gimmick you know the music yeah. is i'm the same and, and way. they do they do it really well yeah, same way. Like I, my favorite, you know, show live was always theatrical. As far as music was Marilyn Manson, and you know, music. Uh, I, I got to see him once too, and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Music, music was, aside, uh, I mean, the theatrics was amazing. It was Slayer Manson, uh, and that was just an awesome show. Yeah, I, we I, we we won those tickets, and uh, not one. Um, I used to work for a law firm, and law firms will get. Uh, I don't know if they're like seasons passes, but they get just tickets to whatever shows there. And uh, usually they give them out to clients. And if they can't give them out to clients, they made them available to, uh, you know, us peons, the staff. And right, for some right. reason, none, none of the clients wanted to go see Manson Slayer. So uh, I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, me and another guy grabbed it. The other guy was older than me, so he went to go see Slayer, uh, who I didn't know of before that show. And then uh, I went for Manson because at the time I was a big, big fan. And uh, you're right. I mean, even Slayer show was really good. It was a fantastic show. Um, but going back to Kiss, though, his opening act was Ted Nugent. And Ted Nugent, <laughs> I don't agree with any of his politics or anything like that. But his stage show was fantastic. And his music, I mean, it was it was fun. I can understand, you know, as long as he doesn't, you know, talk about whatever. It's uh, like he shot a flaming arrow at his guitar. He did Cat Scratch Fever. Like, this is good. It's, like, you know, it's cool. Yeah, he separates the man from catalog. the catalog. Uh, you know, yeah. he really does. I mean, it's, you know, it. 
I uh, just a nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just I can't get past that part either. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, the the catalog is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. um, I think I, Skid Row was there too, but we missed them. We got there late. Yeah, well, it is Skid Row. I mean, yeah. oh darn, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did music. Um, great choices. I I I, just, I love just kind of listening to because I knew that's one thought. I think I was really excited about like kind of hearing. Uh, your take on this because i know you have just yeah. like really awesome uh i was also super and... close to throwing either rocket to russia or uh, road to ruin on there from the ramones and uh i just it just didn't make the cut they were close like it was super close i was kind of surprised there there were two two albums i thought were going to be on there either we're a happy family or um that was a good album yeah the uh the or queen's greatest hits I, I think I like what I put better. Not that I don't like. Queen. Oh no no no! I, I, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, not gotcha. not arguing with what you said. I was just uh, that was one of my first know. CDs was Queen's Greatest Hits. That was the first place I ever saw that CD was at your house. Yeah. So that's I was kind of I always when I listen to that album I kind of associate yeah. that with you. So I was just and um, one of, one of my first favorite albums was Led Zeppelin Four, and Led Zeppelin didn't make the list either. But I still like listening to them here and there. Kind of like you said, as you age over, like I'll still like I won't turn off the songs, but I've heard them so many times now that I'm just kind of there's better, there's better out there. What about what about uh Jerky Boys? Why didn't Jerky Boys make the list? Oh, uh, you know, I didn't think of comedy albums, I thought of just music there. I, I think comedy albums would have to be its own, own yeah. Thing. I that's the thing, like I can't think of any comedy album though that I would want to listen to ad nauseum. Oh, no, not not retaliation. I mean, come on. Whatever the uh, fuck his other album was called, I could probably okay. go with like a Carlin. Yeah, I mean, like Carlin, maybe. Uh, um, Chris, I, I, I'm a big Chris Rock mark. You guys know that. I, yeah, um, like a bigger and blacker. I had yeah, that. Yeah, I could go. Over, yeah, I go over, that over, over again. And, over again. Uh, and either of Eddie Murphy's would be uh, be really good. Um, um, I do like uh, they're a little, little dated now, but the one where he's calling Mister T gay. I, I know that's a dated thing, and he uses terms they don't want to use anymore. And I shouldn't laugh at that, but as a child from the eighties, that's still yeah, no, like Mr. Key breaking off somebody's dick in his ass is fantastic. <laughs> that's that's comedy. No, I mean I still listen to Come on, boy. Uh, what's it called? Uh Dennis Leary. The the a- asshole. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll still uh, go that... off of the uh, Jackie Martling stuff too and talk about not appropriate at all. Uh, now that I have uh, Apple Music and a good country and whatever, I've been listening to a lot of um Old Rodney Dangerfield stuff. He was really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. And Sam Kinison's one of the ones. I still think he's funny, but he's one of the ones that I think I may have aged out of. Like, he was better when I was younger. And uh, like Bob said, more of a punk kind of anti-authority thing. Now that I'm just older, he's like, eh, it's okay. He's still – I really like him in uh, Back to School, though, as the uh, the teacher there, the Vietnam vet. It's awesome. Good movie, yeah. too. Could have made the list. Uh, going into the is the next one books because that's a good yeah, yeah. because yeah. Uh, starring in uh, not starring but uh, in Back to School we had Kurt Vonnegut and uh, Kurt Vonnegut may be on my book list coming up not number one but he may be on the book list oh I yeah, like it I there like you it. go so okay so if, if that's not number one do you have a number one on your book list uh, yeah uh, this is one that I will read almost every year. Um, I usually go through the series, but since we're limited to, to books, I'm going to just go with just the first one. And that's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I read that first in high school. Uh, 
you know, I saw the BBC series. I watched the lousy movie uh, that we made <laughs> in America. Um, I have the radio show, uh, both bootlegged and um, in my Audible account. And it's just uh, the book. Um, it's, I guess because it's the first way I, I, you know, got into it is the one that I still go back to all the time. Um, I think it's fantastically funny. I, I like the the sci-fi in there. Um, I've read, uh, which isn't hard to do since he's dead and not really making much more, but I've read all of Douglas Adams' books. And uh, it, this is still my, my favorite, the best one in the, the series. Um, I'm kind of mad that I didn't put any of it any of that series on my on my list um and then the other ones are just i mean there's definitely some of my favorite books but they're not in any order uh the next one down um i'm probably thinking of this more because of the movie uh that just came out but it was dune uh by frank herbert um mm -hmm. i i didn't recent until a couple of years ago um i saw the movie with sting uh didn't understand it the first time i saw it uh, then got older and learned who David Lynch was and watched it again and still said, this is really weird. Um, then read the book and watched it again. Like, ah, okay. I get it now. And um, I do really like the movie, but the book is just, um, I thought it was going to be boring, like going into it, just going off of the, the Patrick Stewart uh, fighting. What's his name in the beginning training, I guess, uh, Kyle McLaughlin in the movie and stuff. And um, like a spice trade, how could this be? And, and, uh, I've read the first three books now and I thought they were all fantastic. Um, and I think I could read, read Dune a couple of times. I mean, it's a big, long book, um, mm -hmm. but I've read all the Stephen King stuff too. So I'm okay with that. And I'm actually kind of surprised that Stephen King didn't make the list now that I'm thinking about that. But uh, I just think Dune's more of that world building stuff. It's something you could get into more than rereading the Stephen King stuff. Maybe it's like, I don't know, but yeah, Dune going back in there. Um, and it looks like sci-fi is going to be a, I didn't realize that until I just looked at it now. There's a lot of sci-fi here. Um, the next one on the list, I guess, is sci-fi, uh, but it's um, Kurt Vonnegut. And I was trying to decide between uh, Breakfast of Champions, Slaughterhouse-Five, or Cat's Cradle, and decided I like Cat's Cradle the best. Um, and I think it's because of the... <laughs> Uh, the religious stuff he goes into a little bit, the bog, I can't think of what he called it now, but that um, they created a, well, for the book, it was a fake religion, but I like the whole um, idea behind it. And that was also Ice Nine, that uh, isotope of water that causes all the water on Earth to freeze. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that um, apocalyptic thing, uh, which they also used in a video game called 999. That was really good. Um and then next on the list uh, was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, by Hunter S. Thompson. Um, the movie's good. The, the movie's very good. Uh, and it's done by that Monty Python, Gary Gilliam. Um, fantastic movie, but the book's better. Uh, and that's one of the ones that I did read as a teenager. And I wanted to do a lot of drugs after reading it, which I never did. I still never done a hallucinogenic, but I wanted to after reading that. And I wanted to go buy a Vincent uh, Black Shadow motorcycle and drive it around. Never got around to doing that either. Uh, but I've read the book a couple of times now, um, and Thompson's other books, and I think they're all they're all worth a read. I'm sorry, all the ones that aren't fiction are worth a read. Like all those <laughs> ones that were, um, you know, based on uh, Fear and Loathing and uh, Hell's Angels, fantastic too. That's him hanging out with uh, the Hell's Angels back when they were an evil motorcycle gang and not just a 
uh, a property as they are today or a trademark. Um, and Hunter S. Thompson, I think he's one of the um, most intelligent. Like he's just one of the people that I look up to um, for his thoughts. Uh, him and um, Christopher Hitchens. Uh, and unfortunately, they're both dead. But I would love to think what both of them thought about Trump. Like what what they would how they would have handled the Trump presidency and everything that you know led up to the Trump presidency. I'm um, just going back to Thompson's fear and loathing uh, on the campaign trail, his stuff with Nixon. Like if he thought all that about Nixon, how would he handle modern? Uh, unfortunately, he decided the world wasn't that great, and uh, you know, ended his own life before then. But still, um, yeah, love Thompson, and I still love Thompson even though I'm old now and not uh, a teenager anymore. Um, and then again, whenever I get to the fifth section in a lot of these, it was really, really tough. Um, but one of the ones that are books that I go back to a lot, um, and I picked up, I, I don't do a lot of audiobooks, um, but I grabbed Audible for some podcasts that was doing, like they also, they also read the Sandman uh, series as a, a dramatization of Sandman. That was fantastic, but you had to subscribe. So I wound up with a lot of, uh, their tokens, um, for the things that's like I said, the Hitchhiker's Guide. I used uh, six six of them on for this whole series, um, and then this is one other one I picked up, and it was Stranger in a Strange Land by Heinlein. Um, Heinlein's one of my favorite authors. Uh, I want to say he was around um, the same time as uh, Asimov, but I think I like Heinlein a little better. His sci-fi can be a little harder, um, like more based in reality, but this one isn't because it brings in again. Um, some takes on religion, some takes on uh, uh, commercialization, uh, stuff like that. Um, he also wrote Starship Troopers, which is a much different book than it was a, a movie, um, although both were good. A Stranger in a Strange Land uh, is about a um, – there was an expedition to Mars. Uh, we landed there and found that there were Martians there, um, but either something happened and all the crew died or – uh the crew died in a crash i forget exactly what, what it was which is odd of me saying how you know my favorite book but anyway um <laughs> there was a child that the the crew had on their way there and the child was wound up being raised by martians who um are almost on a different dimensional plane than us and uh he has these kind of powers and these um abilities and he winds up coming back to earth and bringing that with him um and again, uh, a religion kind of gets born around him throughout the, the course of the series. And it's just um, Highland's take on on all that. It's just entertaining. Uh, it's just really good. Um, Asimov almost made the list again, uh, going back to the Foundation series. I haven't watched the TV series, so I can't speak to that. But the books um, were all really good. Uh, don't I, just, I, I kind of like that old, hard, hard sci-fi. Yeah, I had a couple sci-fi on my list. I mean, I'm not an avid reader at all. I never have been because I, 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 I read so much content for work, just to just try to stay up for it. So reading for uh, pleasure just goes out the window, uh, honestly. And I just never been like that. Um, I kind of followed along my dad's footsteps. And I, Bobby and I talked about it. I think we were both lucky that our top five wasn't five different editions of the TV Guide. <laughs> I actually... Um... There were some that I wanted to put on there, but I just couldn't see reading them. Like there were books that I've read and I've enjoyed. I just couldn't see reading them again. Like uh, Women by Charles Bukowski. Um, what was the other one? There was 
Ready Player One, I couldn't see reading again. Um, the Harry Potter series I've read multiple times, so I'm not going to read them again. Um, uh, the Ready Player One, though, both, both all of his books um, had Will Wheaton do the audiobook versions of them, and he does oh, yeah. a really good, good, yeah, really good reading for them. Yeah, I I haven't read. Have you read Ready Player Two yet? I have. I I liked it when I was reading it. I mean, it's not. It's not a good book by, by any means, but it's entertaining. It's like a bad it, movie. I mean, is it worth reading? Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say okay. if you like if you like Ready Player One, you'll like Ready Player Two. Yeah, I read Ready Player One like probably, God, like ten years ago, and I liked it. But and then I saw the movie, and I was like, wait, what? Because so different. And then. Um, you know, I just I've never picked up Ready Player Two, um, but uh, what the hell was the other one? Yeah, there was one more. No, 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 I'm trying to think of the other. Um, uh, I can't remember. There was another book that I that I I could have put on there, but I was just like, eh, I don't think I could. Like fair, I mean Fahrenheit four fifty one, I could have put on there. I, I do really enjoy that book. Yeah, that was on mine. I'm a, I'm a big Bradbury fan, so. But I, I just, you know, went with other lighter, lighter reading. So I, I like to read myself into a, a deep, dark depression. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, Fahrenheit four fifty one was okay. But if I'm going to go with dystopian future, I'm going to take um, uh, nineteen eighty four. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I try to stay away from Orwell at this point because I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, you should read the paper. okay exactly um all right so let's get into some more uh uh this is this 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 should be some fun stuff because um i think uh i don't know uh, how your tastes are necessarily but i think bobby and i were really simple on this i'm curious to see your your food ones here so what's your calamari these were actually harder for me than the other ones were um and i don't know why uh so going with the five foods um I, i just tried to go with things that i you know, I cook a lot or eat a lot. So uh, number one was a good ribeye steak. And um, I like my steak grilled. And I like it. Uh, some people call it blue. Some people call it uh, Pittsburgh style. But I want it like in a good sear on the outside. And then when you stab it, I want it to start flipping around uh, like a fish that's still alive. Because it's raw in the middle. Uh, alive. Um, yeah, so steak's good. Um, I don't need it as much anymore. And, and there's no reason why. I just don't. Um, and then for number two, and these are in no order, uh, I went with ravioli, being a good Italian kid. I thought about uh, lasagna because my mom makes an awesome lasagna, but uh, it's just kind of heavy sometimes. I mean, ravioli is just lasagna kind of uh, down to its essentials. You got the regalia. So let me you ask you, did you, so did you have the, the, the internal struggle that I had with I couldn't decide ravioli, stuffed shells, or um, – um, Oh God, the harambe boxes back in my brain. Man- yeah, manicotti. Yeah. Uh, no, no, because I um, we never really. I mean, we did stuff shells at the time, but uh, even when we had stuff shells, I was thinking to myself, "Why oh, this would be better if it was ravioli?" I, I think I just like ravioli out of all. And again, that might just be down to just every Christmas making it with my mom, like rolling up the dough from scratch and stuffing it, and put the little uh, forks on the outside to crank it, and that kind of thing. Um. And then number three is weird. This is something that I've been eating more lately, especially since I've been trying to watch my uh, carbs. Um, 
when I started working in the city and working as a computer guy, uh, I was eating a lot of Indian food um, because around a lot of Indian people. And uh, a lot of that you have over rice or with the bread. And um, I've been having some problems with my sugar. So I've been trying to stick with, uh, I still want the spice and the spices, but I don't want the carbs. So I've been going to the Tandoor uh, section, which is basically their grilled uh, foods. It's a clay oven. So I went with Merch Tikka, uh, which is just a chicken that's um, super spicy. I, I don't, no idea what the spices are, but like it tastes fantastic. And then your mouth burns and then it may burn when you pee. It's that spicy. <laughs> um, which I, I, you know, I, for some reason I had that issue than the other, other way. I know a lot of people say, oh, it'll blow your ass out, but no, I've never really experienced that, but I've had, I've had issues with a burning when I pee that's not related to other, uh, say, it's usually of, from spice. It, I've heard of chicks it, making it burn when you pee, but I've never heard it of It started after it I had my gallbladder removed. Um, I've also been, like, I used to eat a lot of spicy stuff, and now if I have too much, um, I get bad stomach pains. And so it might be a gallbladder thing or a non-gallbladder thing. Uh, yeah, like, it, the gallbladder is what breaks down the oils, so it may just be that the oil... Oils pass through me and they may be passing through both. Uh, but I'm glad we went into that in the podcast. Uh, next <laughs> on the list. Leak it out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, I went with grilled leg of lamb. Uh, we've had this a couple of times now for Easter dinner. And uh, if you cook it low and slow, um, I love lamb anyway. And just anything grilled is really good. And it's just, like I said, I've been really enjoying it. And then I went with a staple um, being a, you know, um, not necessarily from Philly, but from South Jersey, uh, cheesesteaks, fried onions and American cheese. Um, I could eat that. I, you know, I know I shouldn't, and I don't eat that, uh, like every other day, but I could, um, and yeah, so, so that had to make the list. Yeah. Uh, cheesesteak yeah. was obvious for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Cheesesteak was on mine too. Yeah. And then the sides were even harder because I like a lot of, uh, a lot of sides and I've been doing a lot of vegetables. And even looking at this list, I'd probably put Brussels sprouts on it instead of my number three. Because uh, I've been, I, I never you had them as a kid. Though. But I you fucked, fucked up, up though. Be yeah, because yeah. on this island, you don't have to worry about your health. You're uh, you're always no. Healthy. See, I, I like it though. <laughs> it's uh, what? like like they're like I said, I never had Brussels sprouts as a kid. My parents didn't like them. Oh, dude, uh, my parents used to make me eat them. Uh, and apparently, Brussels sprouts when they were kids were. Um, more bitter, like we've kind of grown them to be less bitter uh, in the last couple of years. Almost like bananas, like the bananas that we have are different than the bananas our parents had. Uh, same with Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts are less bitter. Than <laughs> yeah. Well, then what the fuck even made people think they were I'm, edible? I'm, what our parents I'm were telling like? you, if you grill them or broil them with a good, uh, um, I like putting ginger, uh, sesame ginger dressing on them, and then broiling them, so you get a little bit of char on the outside. They're actually really good. Dude, I don't know. Anyway, they didn't make my list. Uh, going back from healthy okay, to not healthy, uh, my number one side was French fries. Um, I love potatoes. I love fried potatoes. It was hard to choose between French fries or home fries, uh, but in general, I picked uh, French fries. Uh, number two was easier. Uh, broccoli Rob. Again, might come from being an Italian uh, thing, but uh, with my steak, I usually cook up some broccoli Rob in uh, garlic oil and um, some crushed red pepper in there. And uh, saute it till it's a little mushy, and uh, it's awesome. And then number three was having a real hard time. Like I said, if I thinking about it now, I probably would have went with Brussels sprouts. 
but I went back to the steak thing. Like if I'm eating steaks a lot, what do I like to have with it? Uh, you know, French fries, broccoli, robin, a Caesar salad. I think a Caesar salad just goes with uh, anything pretty much, but steaks, uh, not bad. Dude, I all right. So I got to run through mine then for you, so you can hear the 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 ridiculousness that was mine for my foods. So I had steak, chicken parm, stuffed shells, cheese steak, and then cheese omelet. And my sides were cheesy mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and bacon. You're gonna need the bacon to poop after all that cheese. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, put well, cheesy bacon. That'll that'll yeah. It was cheese bacon. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll just grease it on the way out, man. But no, but that's the thing. We're on this island where everything, we're all healthy. There's no Harambe pox. Yeah. There's, you know. So if worse was worse, you get all backed up. They take it out in your sleep. There you go. So what about, what about your snacks? Anything uh, cool here? This was a little harder. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think I came up with a list that probably is it. Uh, Doritos, OG nacho flavor. Um always been a favorite snack since i was a little kid it's probably why i'm fat but it's uh cool i still go back to them uh every once in a while um doritos are awesome uh for number two going back to the indian food uh i decided to go with papadam um papadam uh think of it's a very they consider it a bread but it's more of a cracker it's super thin uh very crispy and tastes like black pepper and some other spices uh think of a pepper saltine cracker uh, uh, but okay. thinner and crispier. It's like a pepper. Yeah. It's just something that's just awesome to like just snack on. Um, number three, I want popcorn. I uh, love cooking up a bag of popcorn. Um, and I'll put like hot sauce on it sometimes or, uh, you know, Licatelli cheese or stuff like that. Uh, so I just kind of chose popcorn as a you know, good go-to. Um, and then I went to think, well, what do I always have in the house as a snack? Um and since I moved here, there's a, um, oh God, I can't think of the Italian. There's a, they have a street or a shop on 9th street, but they also have a shop down the street from me. Um, so I went with age sharp provolone cheese. Uh, love that. Could always eat it. It's fantastic. And then to go with the sharp provolone, I went with hot super sot, which is like a salami or a pepperoni, but a little, little different kind of fattier. Um, again, spicy hence the name hot super sot. Yeah, I didn't think about doing the meats or cheeses like in that regard anyway as a snack. I don't know why because I do that, you know, not all the time, but that was something that we do quite a bit with just uh, chopping up a summer sausage or, you know, a block of cheese or something, you know, really common. I do that a lot. Um, okay. Uh, went through foods. What about drinks? Let's go non alcoholic first. Um, yeah, uh, this was difficult, but again, I went with stuff that, uh, uh, normally, looking at this, I'd probably change a couple things too. But on the list uh, officially, um, iced tea is number one. Uh, that'd probably stay there. Um, since I was a kid, my mom always brewed her own iced tea. Uh, we had it with sugar when I was a kid. And then uh, when she got diabetes, um, we switched to just adding sweet and lower whatever to it uh, or, or lemon. Um, I still need the sweet in it. My dad actually drank it without the sweetener in it. And I, nah, I think it needs a little bit of something. But you add a little bit and it's good. Um, then I was thinking about like Diet Dr. Pepper is probably one of my favorite sodas. So I went with that. Uh, I tried drinking the Chinese food place delivers. Um, they give it to you free. So I never get to chew, even though I told them not to bring it. 
Uh, they give you like cans of regular soda when you order the food. So I've tried a regular soda, even though I shouldn't drink it. And it's too thick and heavy now. So I'd still go to diet even on an island uh, with whatever, just because I think it's um, easier to drink. Uh, and then number three, I went with coffee. Um, I can drink coffee whenever. I do like coffee. Uh, I uh, I guess caffeine would be my drug of choice. Like I do do a lot of it. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Monsters lately too. Uh, they're zero sugar line just because there's zero sugar sugar in it and they have a lot of different flavors. Um, but I think I'd still go back to coffee. Just uh, I like it black with a sweet and low. Or, uh, yeah, splendor, rather. yeah it's funny because i didn't even think about coffee and i i mean at this point i just drink coffee straight up black and it's yeah. fine i i i got away from putting anything in it quite a long time ago yeah. and mainly because at work they just have powdered creamer and i just yeah. cannot oh, that's horrible, yeah. creamer. You know, it's terrible um so i was like you know what i'll just go all the way i i actually like and i get made fun of um by my brother anyway for this is i like fresca a lot too uh it's a sugar-free um grapefruit soda that he says is for old people, but uh, <laughs> I, I like it. So, but I think Dr. Pepper's still probably my favorite soda over the other one. Wasn't Fresca on? Uh, didn't they start using that on the boys on the TV show? Uh, they may have. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, did you not watch? I watched the boys. I just forget. Uh, I watched the cartoons too. I thought the cartoons. It was like a they did a series of shorts. Yeah, I haven't really watched the cartoons yeah. on that yet. Yeah, but Invincible was really good. And this was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we did uh, non-alcoholic drinks, uh, alcoholic drinks, and we're getting close here. So we're getting to the exciting part, the celebrity one. That's what's Yeah, good. this was a little uh, rough, too. Um, I went with scotch, and I specifically called out Glen Levitt. Uh, I think that's my, my favorite scotch. It's a single malt. Um, when I buy it, I buy the 18. But uh, I researched this one a little bit, and they go up to a 50-year. So if I'm stuck on an island, uh, you might as well give me the 50-year <laughs> no uh, old stuff. It was like 10 grand, something over 10 grand. It was some insanely stupid uh, price for it, like a limited edition thing. I don't even know if it'd be good. I tried the um, the Johnny Blue, and it wasn't good enough to cover the cost over like a Johnny Gold. I think Gold's probably the best out of the Johnny uh, brand or line. <laughs> uh, number two, I went with Dragon's Milk, uh, bourbon barrel aged out. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, if I'm out and they don't have anything else, I'll go with a Guinness. But if I got to choose the beer, I'd probably go with um, something from New Holland, the Dragon's Milk. Their reserves have been really good, too. Yes, um, But there's the Dragon's Milk by itself. It's just that I go to. Uh, and then I did the, the third one was the hard one. Like, oh, nah, nah, nah. And then I thought about the food. What would be good to go with the food? Um, so I just said a really good candy. Just, you know, whatever, as long as it's decent. Uh, they go red. A little bit of... Um, you know, the bitterness to the end of it. Um, I think that goes well with the ravioli and the steak. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Bob passed his harambe uh, pox through the computer somehow. Yeah. So what you're um, saying is it's a computer virus? Yeah, there you go. Guess. That that we've established that now. Harambe pox is a computer virus. So yeah. I um, need to sterilize the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. Uh the now uh, before we get into the, the last ones here did you have a you know we, we kind of kidded about it before but did you have a sports league in mind at all that'd be interested in um i i, I 
really don't enjoy it. I, I tried watching baseball again last year for whatever reason. I guess because I was buying baseball cards because I'm dumb. I was watching a guy open baseball cards. Like, well, I'm going to buy baseball cards again into baseball. No, just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's too boring. No. Um, I always enjoyed, like, whenever I would go out with Bob, uh, like, to the Hollywood Diner and hockey or football would be on. That's, I mean, even not following it, sometimes the games are fun to watch. So I'd, I'd probably go with hockey if I had to pick one. And that just might be the generic white answer. Um, but I, I think <laughs> if I chose a sports league, it'd be that. Or yeah. Foxy Boxing. I don't know if Foxy Boxing counts yeah, or, or counts. Glow. Yeah. Glow would be good. There's nothing wrong with that. That counts. I mean, that's I should have added Glow to my uh, like the old school 80s Glow. Although the, the TV series they had on Netflix was good, too. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was really good. Excellent. So, I'm, yeah. I, it sucks because I, I that was one of the shows I was hoping it would at least get something else out yeah. of it, but... It and funny. it had a dead dead milkman shirt in one of its episodes. Uh, yeah. Philly represent. Yeah. Um, okay, so streaming service. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think about this one that hard. Um, I I came very close. I, I subscribe to a lot of these um, because I don't have cable, and I'm a, a single guy that makes too much money. Um, I thought about putting Troma on there because. Uh, uh, I love their movies, um, but I think that's stuff that I couldn't watch over and over and over again, and it's not a huge uh, library. Um, I thought about the Criterion channel. That's really good. I love their stuff. Um, but I think uh, the one that I went with is the only choice, and that's Disney+. Plus. And uh, I think just for the size of the catalog, um, I think a lot of the Disney movies are rewatchable. And they got the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff. Not that I'm the biggest Star Wars fan, but the Mandalorian was really good. And I'm looking forward to, uh, I like Boba Fett too, because it was like the Mandalorian uh, V2. So I'm looking forward to um, the Boba, not the uh, Obi-Wan. Thank you. Yeah. You and McGregor uh, show. That was, uh, that was the one that I picked as well. Yeah. This is the question I cheated on. I just yeah. picked straight up YouTube. Oh, so I didn't even think of YouTube. I just, okay, yeah. I subscribe to that. I pay them so I don't have to watch commercials because I was exactly, watching it so too. much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. Because yeah. I, I was like, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Over the the the, the long scope of time, something I might want to watch, someone might upload to it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the fun one. Um, celebrities. Now, uh, we we did have a text the uh, text conversation about this earlier. Yes. Uh, several uh, days so the ago. things I, I can go into the things alive. I wanted to clarify were they living or dead? Uh, yep. Could I pick them at any point in their life? Yes. Um, and are we assuming they want to have sex with me? Because if yes. I had somebody on an island yep. that I wanted to have sex with and they weren't going to do it, I don't want to use their spot on the island. Mm. So, and that only comes up once, maybe twice. Um, so we'll, we'll go down my list. This was this was fun. I, I really thought about this a little bit and. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so number one, so Kevin uh, Smith, Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah. Uh, what's his wife's name? Jen Schwalbach. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. That's all you Muse, need. Uh, Muse's wife is hot. She may have made the list. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, number one uh, is John Waters, uh, director, writer. Um, just put out another book that I'm getting ready to read. Uh, really excited. The new book he put out is actually fiction. All those other ones have been, I guess they've been fiction too. Um, but with some, re anyway. Uh, I actually did get to see him speak a couple times. Um, I love Pink Flamingos. I actually have the signed poster of it in my living room uh, with the vine uh, on the cover. Um, I just think John Waters is awesome. He's uh, 
the king of trash or filth or whatever you want to call him. Um, punk before there was punk. Uh, super gay, which is awesome. And like very flamboyant. And I just think he's got this wonderful attitude. Um, his style and his movies crosses over to his life too. Like if you've ever uh, seen like he's done art, he collects art, but it's that weird art that you would expect uh a weird person to to buy or or make. Um, he sends out uh, Christmas cards with uh, this doll that he calls his son on them all the time, and they're always awesome. And they get leaked online, and uh, I just find him funny and fascinating, and uh, really like him. Um, wouldn't have sex with him though. Uh, he's not the one on the list that uh, was a sex thing. But maybe if we're on this island long enough, um, it's possible. Uh, number two. I'm relatively straight, uh, but this is a guy that I may or may not know if he said, you know, uh, I'm really frustrated. If you could take care of this, I'd, I'd probably go for it. And that's uh, Henry Rollins. And um, <laughs> I, again, I've, I've been to several of Henry Rollins spoken word things. And I've listened to this guy do a three hour talks and like standing room only. And I would stand there for another uh, nine hours to listen to him talk. He looks like a big uh, meathead. Um, but he's brilliant. He, he's, uh, I guess he's brilliant because I like his views. He's a, uh, you know, ultra liberal. Um, he's been the, like one of the talks I went to. He was just in North Korea uh, taking pictures, and he was talking about his uh, his journey through North Korea and all this other stuff. Um, I like the Henry Rollins show that they used to have on uh, IFC. Was it? I forget where it was airing, but he's um. Just had some fantastic guests. It's kind of how I first heard of um, Daniel Johnston. He was on the Henry Rollins show and a couple other um, uh, uh, Wild Man Fisher. I don't think he had him on there, but he was talking about him. Um, he's uh, got a very, um, you know, he collects vinyl or collects records. He's got a huge taste in there, and he's done a couple of radio shows where he's just played, you know, tracks out of his collection. And uh, I, I just said, I mean, he's. If I had a man crush, um, if not Henry Rollins, uh, it would be the guy that plays Eric Northman in uh, True Blood, that Skarsgård guy. Um, if I was gay, that's, that's what I would go for. He didn't make the list, though. Um, but Henry Rollins did. Like I said, I just, I, 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 I have a lot of his, well, I have on right that CD downstairs somewhere, but his spoken word albums, uh, the Rollins band and Black Flag, I own, you know, all that stuff. He's just, like I said, a guy crush thing. Um, number three goes back to that. Uh, if they were on that island, would they have sex with me? Um, <laughs> and and that's Jennifer Lawrence. And I, I guess I've given away the reason why um, I, I want her on the island. She was uh, on my list too. <laughs> Same spot too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know how long I'd put up with her just talking to her. Um, but as long as like we did stuff afterwards, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the number four is like my wild card pick which is going to sound weird when i say it out loud but i'll 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 say why um and that's groucho marx but when he was old uh like specifically when he would do um uh, that talk show with that guy whose name i can't think of right now because it's 11 o'clock and uh i'm beat uh but he would tell old stories about his life and just listen to him do these old stories about uh making the movies and uh um <laughs> going to the uh 
the country club and they wouldn't let his daughter swim in the pool because she's Jewish. And he said, well, can she go up to her waist because she's only half Jewish? <laughs> and just stories like that. And I just think, like, well, if I'm stuck on an island and I want an old man telling me stories, it's going to be Groucho Marx. And, like, old Hollywood and vaudeville. And I like all that stuff. So I figured he'd have good gossip. That's perfect. And um, that brings me to number five. And it's kind of for the same reasons. Like, I was um, listening to this guy's podcast forever. Um, he's a big fan of old horror movies uh, like I am, especially the universal horror. Uh, and that was Gilbert Godfrey. Um, you know, I started seeing Gilbert Godfrey as a kid in in movies and then found his stand-up and then the um you know the roasts he would do and the stuff like that and then his podcast was just um i like old heart or yeah you know old hollywood uh let's bring in somebody who's about to die and uh, get some stories out of them before they die like he did um carl reiner was on the show uh i think mel brooks may or i mean i don't remember if mel brooks was on it or not um but he had like the kids of uh um uh, Vincent Price's kid, his daughter, his daughter, and stuff like that, just telling stories about their dads. Uh, Harpo Marx's son was on there telling stories about uh, not just the Marx brothers, but um, oh, uh, Salvador Dali uh, was friends with Harpo, and he would tell stories about Salvador Dali and Harpo uh, writing a movie for the the Marx brothers that never came out uh, that they released the script of uh, not too long ago as a comic book, and um, just a. Like I said, if I'm stuck on an island and want somebody to talk to, uh, just listening to Gilbert Godfrey talk about movies uh, in the podcast, or actually being able to interact with him talking about the movies. And then also talking about uh, you know, New York City in um, the 70s and 80s when he was you know, coming up doing comedy. Uh, New York is a much different place then than it is now, and uh, just hearing that history. Um, I almost uh, put Penn Jillette on the list, that kind of for the same reason as Gilbert Godfrey. Again, I just listen, like listening to them talk, or like listening to their stories. Um, again, Penn, somebody I kind of uh, uh, agree with on a lot of his um, political stuff. Not all of it, but but you know a lot of it. But uh, I went with the movie stuff instead because I think I can talk about movies uh, for a long time. Movies and music. So we got Henry Rollins and Gilbert Godfrey, and then when they want to go to bed, I go to bed with Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome man no that's cool i i I, uh i was i was excited to hear what you had there because that was uh i knew you'd have some some fun choices i love the i love the rollins reference that's that's fantastic (laughs) Um, i forgot they were just doing um it was like the best uh jackass things from their movies and i forgot he was driving the uh the jeep when um what's his name was getting his tattoo uh yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah steve-o yeah. like oh yeah which is kind of funny because in my top five and i'm not kidding you rich i actually have chris pontius okay <laughs> see i should have put knoxville on mine yeah i had to go with party boy i mean come on dude can i tell you dude peyton freaking loves party boy too by the way <laughs> sadly um if you guys haven't checked it out, Jackass 4.5 is on Netflix now, too. What's the uh, how much different content have you seen it? A completely different movie, yeah. The, the, really? the 0.5s are always different, it's the yeah. stuff that didn't make it into the, yeah, the main movie, yeah. Yeah, it's like stuff that was cut, um, like pre shooting stuff, like like screen test stuff, oh, okay. Um, 
and then they talk about like some behind the scenes stuff too. Okay, I'll be honest, I've never seen any of the points. Of okay. yeah. They're, so I, I mean, they're just because of what they are, they're not as good as the regular ones because right. it's the stuff that they cut out, but they're still it's more jackass. So if you like jackass, you're gonna like the yeah. the point fives. Cool, cool. Well, it's been fun, Rich. Uh yeah, Bobby, uh, thanks for kind of not dying of Harambe pox in this episode. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it's the least I could do. <laughs> Appreciate it. And uh, Richie somehow it's has rich. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a computer it's virus dry. now, kids. It's more of a dry thing. Well, yeah, uh, for the, the new computer virus, harambepox.exe. 